these are the familiar sights and sounds of Christmas. Jingle bells and fa-la-las. But that was before the war. It's time to wage war on Christmas. The first bomb allegedly dropped in Rhode Island. No one threw themselves to the ground screaming about Jesus. The liberal left, the atheists, the tree hunters, the socialists, they're all against Christmas. War on Christmas. The attack, the assault, it's just unbridled and seemingly unprecedented against Christmas. Christmas is a huge symbol of the cultural struggle in this country and has been for years. Santa just is white. Angry atheist armed with an attorney. Hostile toward Christmas and more victims in the war on Christmas. Unquestionable that there is an attack on Christmas, which is kind of the tip of the spear. They are not going to stop Christmas. In my first term, we ended the war in Iraq. In my second term, I will win the war on Christmas. If I had not done the campaign, the forces of darkness would have won. Oh, where are my soldiers at? Where are my soldiers at in the war on Christmas? I haven't heard anything about the war on Christmas this year. I think my soldiers are getting a little lazy out there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the fire you can't put out. My name is Mel, and I want to thank you so much for being here. So I want to start today, uh, I, I, Christmas off at the top, fine. I just, ah, it's funny because we're not hearing much about the war on Christmas right now. Uh, we're hearing a lot more uh, about uh, Trump trying to overturn his loss in all of these states. We'll get to that in just a little bit. I think I've got a little more clarification on that. But what I want to start today off with is H.R. 6210. So that's House Resolution 6210. Um, if you've not heard about it yet, you can go to congress.org, uh, congress.gov. I've been following this bill for a little while. So it passed the House of Representatives by a margin of four. 106 to 3. Every single Democrat present voted for it. Almost every single Republican, your three votes against it, of course, came from Republicans. But I think it's amazing that the thing passed by such a gigantic margin. So, what is House Resolution 6210? That is the, and and I'm going to pronounce this name wrong. I'm going to pronounce this, so I'll spell it for you, and then I'll butcher the name. Uh, U-Y-G-H-U-R. That's the Uyghur, Uyghur, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, my apologies, uh, Forced Labor Prevention Act. So what would this mean? So this would bar goods that are made with slave labor from China to come in to the United States. So, and this isn't, I don't think this is all of your cheap Chinese goods. This is this is largely the ones that are made by slave labor. And this is a fantastic bill. I think this kind of bill should pass. I've always thought that this kind of bill should pass. We are all in absolute denial if there's any among us that say that there is nothing in our home that was made with slave labor. I don't care who you are. If you have purchased Anything, anything in the last four decades, the odds are overwhelming that you not only have something made by slave labor in your home, but you likely have many somethings made by slave labor in your home. 
So I think this is a beautiful idea. And this could bring a lot of manufacturing home. And I think that's why even Republican members voted for it because that would mean jobs even in their districts, which they would then get credit for. So my representative in Congress is Jamie Herrera Butler, and she's trash. I overwhelmingly disagree with the way that she votes on everything. But even my trash-ass representative voted for this bill. So if I'm for this bill, and you're for this bill, and even our Republican House members are for this bill, who the hell is against this bill? Nike, Coca-Cola, Apple. Yes, that Apple. Calvin Klein, Costco. Yeah, Costco. A lot of Costco's uh, textiles made in China. H&M, and the list goes on. A ton of gigantic ass companies that are worth billions are rallying against this thing hard. So it passed with that fantastic margin. And this is something that would get signed, I believe, by Trump. I mean, he could, he, he could crow about this bringing jobs back. And he'd be able to make even more money with the scam that he's running right now. But Mitch McConnell won't bring it up for a vote. 406 to 3 in the House. And this is the same thing with the HEROES Act. The reason Mitch McConnell will not bring up the HEROES Act, which was passed, what, seven months now? Six months, seven months ago? Which included a stimulus, a second stimulus for everybody. And a larger stimulus. The kind of thing that we all need right now. Uh, the bread lines, uh, the COVID lines, um, the welfare lines, the people in need. It's off the, it's off the charts right now. Um, the pandemic has been, has been hard. It's been incredibly hard on everybody. And it's not just the fact that we don't get to see each other. It's not the fact of, just the fact that we don't get to be out in these streets. And just the fact that we don't get to go to large gatherings. You know, I played only a handful. Uh, for those of you that haven't listened to this show that long, you're new, welcome. I'm a professional DJ. And I've not played uh, more than a handful of events this year. I played probably 75% fewer events than I would do in a typical year. And that fleshes out to tens of thousands thousands of dollars um i try not to call it tens of thousands of dollars lost i try to call it tens of thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars not realized now this doesn't mean that i'm hurting by any stretch i have found ways to stay busy and earn an income during the pandemic um i'm pretty resourceful but i know that there's a lot of people who haven't and if you're conservative if you're Christian, if you're pro-life, you should want people to have this money. We have a capitalistic system. You can't get anything without money. Food, clothing, housing. So the old stimulus is about to expire entirely. So by this point, everyone's gotten their, their, um, 
they're twelve hundred dollar checks, and uh, there's unemployment's run out in most places. There's still a few places where unemployment, the unemployment extension has not run out. Um, the uh, the eviction moratorium is about to end. The Heroes Act would have addressed all of these things and kicked out more money to everybody, which then people could have just put into the economy, which would have just made the economy go up, up, and up. But that's not what's passing right now. There are two bills that are being considered for passage. Um, the Heroes Act was over $3 trillion. Yeah, yeah, they went big. The Democrats went big with the new stimulus, with the HEROES Act. Uh, the Republicans are trying to push through their version of a bill, which is one-sixth, about one-sixth of the size. And it doesn't include a stimulus check. And it includes a little bit of unemployment. And it includes uh, the free COVID tests again. I'm not sure if anybody even knew that that was a thing. I've been getting free COVID tests for months. Um, it includes free vaccinations once the vaccine is available. But the largest part of the Republicans' bill is blanket immunity for large corporations so that they can't be sued for making people work during the pandemic. Just just a... Just a quick question for everybody here. Oh, and by the way, the, uh, there's a bipartisan bill. It's about $908 billion. That there's a bunch of Democrats and Republicans that are, that are for that bill passing. And Mitch McConnell won't bring that bill up either, even though it's only about a third of the size of the HEROES Act. The reason he won't bring that one up is because it doesn't include blanket immunity for multi-billion dollar corporations. So... If you're a conservative and you're a Christian and you think that it's a fantastic idea to give blanket immunity to billionaires who force people to work and get sick and die, perhaps so they can make bets against them, like over at Tyson Chicken. All of the talk about the pro-life this and the pro-life that I've learned what that movement really means. I've long said on this show, there's, there's nothing pro-life about the pro-life movement. And no more was that more illustrated to me than earlier this year when I had a conservative say to me, he doesn't give an S about people. He only cares about the economy. This is a man that... This is a man that attends church every Sunday, is a Fox News devotee, is riding Rush Limbaugh's D hard, and will be riding it all the way into Limbaugh's grave, and probably long thereafter. And this schmuck said to me, people don't matter, the economy matters. And this is what we're learning with the new Supreme Court as well. Now, they took up this religious liberty case, but trust me, it had nothing to do with that. Religion is a money-making thing. Just like, just like any large national cor multinational corporation. Catholicism, Mormonism, all of it. It's just another money-making scheme. 
And these people fought so hard, it went all the way to the Supreme Court. They fought for the right to have large gatherings in church so that people can get sick and die. Well, that wasn't the point. The reason they did it was they said it was religious freedom. Like Cuomo can't do this thing where he says, don't gather in churches and sing and get everybody sick. So they sued. It went to the Supreme Court. And even Chief Justice John Roberts couldn't stop it because Amy Coney Barrett got on the court. It's anything that, anything that gets done, it's only about the money. And that's insane to me. So there's a case that's weaving its way through the lower courts right now. And it's a Second Amendment case. Melvin, haven't they won all the Second Amendment cases already? Yeah, they, yeah, they kind of have. But all of the talk about gun rights and responsible gun owners and the good guy with a gun, it's all well-meaning sounding. But of course, it's not real. Um, gun rights are about murder. Straight up. It's the slow walk towards the legalization of murder. And the gun rights people are constantly spreading fear about all of the folks that you need to be afraid of and that you need to have a gun to protect yourself against. So right now, you cannot have a gun if you were a felon. Against the law. It's against federal law. There's a lot of folks that argue that even felons, this is real. And this is, this is half your country. That even felons have the right to, because it's enshrined in the Constitution. Hell, even slavery is enshrined in the Constitution. It says that you can't force labor out of somebody. That is unless they're incarcerated. And now you know why our prison system is so large. It has nothing to do with correction. But we get an awful lot of free labor out of those folks. And it's subsidized by you and I. Because you and I pay the taxes that keep those prisons open and keep those prisons private and fill those prisons to the brim. And then those people become slaves. That's what that's about. And the same thing is happening with this bill this anti-forced slavery bill. All of these corporations, which by the way, they can afford it. They can afford to pay people a living wage. Uh, Nike, H&M, Costco. Costco, which treats their employees pretty good, still buy stuff made by slaves. Calvin Klein, Apple. Apple can definitely afford to pay a living wage to the people manufacturing their goods. What are they getting for an iPhone now? Like $1,000, $1,200, I don't even know what one of these things costs. I've, I've never bought an iPhone. They can definitely afford this. But it's a lot easier for them to employ slaves. So if we have to employ slaves, we have, we have to have slavery... And this has always been a thing. This seems to me the, the largest part of the Republican Party. It's, misogyny is, is, is good to them and racism is, is good to them and all this. But I think 
that's mostly about bringing in the low-level schmucks to vote for them? I think this is the real thing for the Republican Party, is making sure that we preserve slavery at all costs. But Melvin, aren't they creating jobs for us? Yeah. Yeah, but they're also fighting to keep your, your wages as low as humanly possible. So you can't survive. I have several older daughters now who are about to go out into the world and we're crunching the numbers of what it costs to live right now. And, well, definitely starting now, there are no jobs that pay you enough to live on your own. So maybe you can get a roommate. And then what? Never feel independent? How sexy is that? I want to talk about scams for a minute. Scams are... Big business. And the reason why is because, unfortunately, a lot of people are gullible. I don't want to say dumb, that's not nice. So I'll say gullible. A lot of people are gullible. Easy marks. I get uh, a fair amount of texts and emails. Um, I can never really tell the origin, but based on the English that is in the messages to me, it's very unlikely that they're coming from within the United States. The, the English is piss poor. And I know that there are Americans that don't speak good English too, but those folks are submerged in our society. And their English does get a lot better you know, when, they, when they do speak English. The level of English I'm seeing in these messages... Um, tells me that they they really maybe took a five-minute course on <laughs> on speaking English. But they're clear. They're, they're fairly clear in their messages what they want. And just the way they're written, just the words that they use, I can tell that they're a scam. Like straight away, I can tell that they're a scam. And when I first started my business, when I got these messages, I know they've been around for a little while, but I figured at some point, these will die down. Because people will figure it out. People will stop giving in to these scamsters. And then they'll go away. But I get the same messages. The exact same messages. Um, the only thing that changes every time is the person announces to me what their full name is when they write to me. So that's one of the first clues. That this is weird. And in the very first message, they'll ask me if I accept credit cards. Well, we all accept credit cards. But see, the way that scam works is once you give them a number for what your services cost, no matter what your services cost, they're going to agree to that cost. And then what they're going to do is they're going to have you, let's just say your services are $2,000. We'll do easy numbers here. Your services are $2,000. They're going to say, well, uh, here, run a $3,000 charge on this credit card. Okay, keep two for yourself and kick and they'll pay you long before the service is supposed to take place. And then they'll say and then they'll say, but we need you to kick a thousand dollars back to us because we need to oh pay for the cake or pay for the photographer. Remember, I, I generally work in weddings. And so you run the credit card and you kick the money back to them, less the fees, obviously. There's generally like a two or three percent fee on processing a credit card. 
So you kick the money, the extra money back to them, less the fees. And then uh, you, you get busted. You that ran the credit card, you get busted. You are contacted by the credit card company that you have um, run a stolen credit card number. And you don't get to keep the $2,000 and also the $1,000 or $980 or whatever you just wired to some schmuck in the middle of nowhere that you don't know, you're now out that money too. So that's how that scam works. It's pretty easy to see. Those messages haven't slowed down. They're, 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 they're as bad and as ubiquitous as they ever were. I think with time, people are going to get it. They're going to go away, but they haven't. And then it hit me that there's, there's a good segment of us that probably like to be scammed because we believe in so many things that are not true, that are not real, that are not accurate, including some things that don't exist. Maybe there's a segment of us that like to be scammed. Picture this. Since losing the election, Donald Trump has made through his stop the steal BS that he's doing, right? Trying to overturn the election results. Since the election day, so it's about a month, it's been four weeks since the election, he has made $220 million and counting. And of that $220 million, he has spent about $8 million with these lawsuits. Now, the lawsuits that he's filing and showing up in court for or sending Rudy to court for, and then Rudy, of course, is sitting down in court spouting lies and farting in front of everybody. No, that's not a joke. That's real. So they spend the money. They spend a little bit of money on these cases to make it look like they're actually fighting the election results. And they kind of are, but not really. I think they know the, I think they know the game is up. They spend $8 million and the, the cons, the Republicans, the, the schmucks, the Nazis, they see the cases happening and they see Trump losing the cases, but they are the faithful and they're going to stick with him. So they keep sending him money. So it costs him $8 million, but then he profits $212, $212 million and counting. So what's happening here? The reason the president hasn't conceded, Trump hasn't conceded that he lost the election. And the reason why he's not going to show up to the inauguration, which I don't, I can't think of an example that ever happened. Even Hillary Clinton showed up to his inauguration and she won the popular vote by 3 million she still showed up to his inauguration. She still quickly conceded on election night when it was apparent that she lost. But Trump doesn't play by those rules. <laughs> he never wanted to be president. And then when he became president, he did everything in his power to use it to make as much money as he can. And the only thing he ever did were things that enriched himself. And now that he has lost the election... He's making more money since he lost the election than he did and at a faster rate when he was running for president. So here's the way this is going to play out. He's going to continue to make 
money through inauguration. Then after the inauguration, uh, he's going to do one of two things. And both of these things could happen. He's going to continue telling people that he can still win this election. Even after Joe Biden gets inaugurated, we can still win this election. You go, Melvin, that's impossible. Nobody is that stupid. Yeah, they are. We're seeing it now. They are that stupid. Um, and so people will continue giving him money throughout the entire Biden administration. Or if he ever concedes that Biden is president and that he lost, he will simply file to run for president the day after Election Day in 2021, just like he did in 2017. The day after Election Day in 2017, he filed to run for re-election and began raising money based on that re-election effort. And he's going to do the same thing now. And this is real. And this is happening in my area right now. There are Nazis out marching, protesting about how Biden didn't really win the election. And they are already, this is true, they are already waving their Trump 2024 flags. The folks that I know that are outside of D.C., so I'm not talking about congressmen. Um, the people that I know that support Donald Trump are all working people. Like down-home working people. Like that whole middle class or lower. And some of them are of extremely meager means. Some of them are even retired. And they don't have a lot of money. But even with a loss, Donald Trump has found a way to keep bleeding money out of these people. And who knows if he'll actually run in 2024. Remember, he's going to have to go through a primary again. He might win the primary and he might not. It looks like the way that and Donald Trump is broke or was broke. <laughs> it looks like Donald Trump's new job is going to be stealing from the rubes, from the dummies, from the Nazis, from the schmucks. That's how he's going to make money for the rest of his life. By promising them that he will once again become president and MAGA. And these people are just going to keep giving him money. It's good work if you can get it. But of course, you have to not have a soul in order to run that kind of scam. And that's what I think of folks that run that kind of scam, especially knowing that you're stealing from people of very meager means. To run a scam, to know that you're stealing from retirees, to know that you're stealing from working people, to know that you're lying to them. But I also think that they like being lied to. I don't, I can't slice it any other way. It's pretty clear that Donald Trump's entire life, his entire enterprise, his entire business is Scam Incorporated. But there are so many people that cannot wait to give money to that fraudster. And the amount of money and the number of people that are giving him that money, even if they don't have the money to begin with, much like the scammers I've been seeing ever since I started to become a business owner, they're not slowing down. 
And the reason they're not slowing down is because there are so many people that are willing to be scammed. I want to talk about one more thing in Scam Incorporated. And I want everyone to get familiar with that phrase. Because that's what this is going to be for the remainder of Donald Trump's life. And for whatever shyster or huckster that follows after him. There was a story that ran in the New York Times. Or no, excuse me, uh, USA Today. And I don't, I don't scroll through social media feeds really. So I didn't see this. But, um, so I read about it in USA Today. And there are Trump Care ads showing up in people's feeds. Trump Care. Ah, oh, remember when Trump Care passed? No. So what in the hell is Trump Care? So as a part of the ACA, one of the things that they had were these things called gap plans. And I've talked about this before. They were very low premium. They covered absolutely nothing. They came with no protections. But it made you feel like you had health insurance. And it was really cheap. Under the ACA, those plans could only cover you in a gap, maybe in between jobs, for maybe 90 days. And what the Trump administration did was they expanded those. So you can, so they're not just 90-day plans anymore. They could be one year or two years. And two years is the cap. Now remember, it's not real health insurance. It covers nothing. It's got all the pre-existing condition clauses in it. So if you've got a pre-existing condition, they cannot treat you or kick you off and just keep all your premiums. They can kick you off if you get sick. They can decide not to pay any of your doctor bills and continue charging you premiums. But people who believe in Trump, believe Trump cares, and believe that Trump passed a health care bill, which, by the way, he, he did not. He did not have a health care plan. All that, all that talk. He had no health care plan. But Republicans, because they believe in things that don't exist, think that he got something through and that it's better than Obamacare. And they're clicking on these links in their social media feed and they're buying what's being referred to as Trump care. And they're getting screwed a, a, another way by this guy. Now, the money's not going to him, but the money is going to the health insurance companies that lobbied to have this kind of a law passed so that they could steal premiums from people and not cover them. I know it's a scam. You know it's a scam. It's clear as day. <laughs> I don't know how people are so willing to believe in conspiracy theories and the tooth fairy and... <laughs> And, and unicorns and, you know, things that just not even kind of, <laughs> but they're not willing to believe in what's real and true and right in front of their effing face. It's insane. It's so clear that it's a scam. And yet there are a whole lot of people that are willing to be scammed. If one of them is a member of your family or someone in your friend group, my apologies. It's got to be tough watching people go through that. But we're all adults, and we all know how this works, and we all know what a scam is. And unfortunately, we have a whole lot of willing victims right now that are going to bleed themselves dry for this rich, white guy. I'm going to leave you on this note. What's better than winning? 
winning twice. <laughs> uh, all of the states where Biden won, and there was a recount, and he won again, and in some cases even came out with more votes than the previous count. Oh, feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here on the fire. You can't put out. Our official home is tfycpo.podbean.com. Uh, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just give us a like over there. Uh, you know how to find our show. You're listening to it right now. Um, questions, comments, hate mail, just a general statement or inquiry, you can email us at tfycpo at gmail.com. And we love getting your messages. Uh, we work hard to not only inform and entertain, but also to keep an open dialogue with you. So thanks for listening. We are the fire you can't put out, and we will prevail. I know, it's, it, the, the, the arc of history is long, but we're getting there, folks. We really are. Uh, rejecting austerity in favor of prosperity. Special thanks to Kevin for producing. Thank you for listening. This is Melvin signing off. And now that I have woken you up, good morning. <laughs>